All right, that's our little bumper. You'll see why we made that here in a second. Uh, thank you, worship team, for the great worship this morning. Um, love it. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Since our family canceled our normal Thanksgiving festivities, uh, it was the most unusual, kind of uneventful and quiet Thanksgiving in my entire life, but still great nonetheless. Um, pretty much, uh, we just laid flooring in our house all day long, ate food, and played cards. That was our Thanksgiving, so a little different. Anyway, we have a lot We have a lot to be thankful for, and uh, whenever we eat together as a family, we, uh, we do this little thing where we all go around and we individually share uh, with each other what we're thankful for. So right now, quietly share one thing with God, to God, um, about something that you're grateful for. We have a lot to be grateful for. And we are living in crazy and difficult times. And it's important in these seasons um, to focus on the good and on the blessings. Um, 2020, I mean, it's almost over, right? I mean, 2020 is almost over in our house. I mean, 2020 has become a bit of a cuss word in our house. You know, like if I stub my toe on something like, ah, 2020. Or the other day, our toddlers make, made a mess in the loft. And I'm like, what the 2020 is going on in here? Anyway, so we've been using it a little bit differently in our house rather than a year. Anyway, so my name is Ryan Long. And I'm the associate minister here at West Bowl Church, and I've been brought up from the practice squad to preach this weekend. It's kind of like when you're thirsty, and you go to the fridge, and you, know, you, you, you open it up, and you're trying to find something, and all that you can see is maybe some expired, open, flat Diet Coke. Um, that's me. The church opened the fridge this weekend. Who could preach this weekend? Um, they grabbed the, the flat pop, and that's me. So it's better than nothing. Anyway, uh, my problem uh, teaching or preaching is that I often just kind of teach too long. This is what's great about the third service. I go as long as I want. First and second, tight. Third one, I'm going to keep going. And uh, I like Paul, uh, Paul recorded in the book of Acts. He actually preached so long once. And it's a true story. It's in the Bible. A guy fell asleep uh, and fell out of a window and died. So hopefully none of you died today by my long-winded sermon. We'll see. Anyway. I'm honored to be here to preach this morning. In fact, I always say I love to teach, preach, marry, bury, baptize, therapize, and now with 2020, sanitize. Anyway, so I'm excited to kick off our new Christmas series called Christmas Presents, taking God out of our boxes. We put God in many boxes. We limit, we discredit we downplay, we distort him based on our own preconceived notions, ideas, or experiences. I'm this way, so God must be this way. My parents are this way, so God must be this way. This is the way that I think God is, so that must be the way he is. We put him in these, these boxes. And God is so much bigger than the boxes that we put him in. He operates outside of those boxes. We all have a picture of how God is, and, and that's how we define who he is. But at Christmas, God got outside of whatever boxes we put him in. The next few weeks, we're going to look 
at those boxes and how the gift he gave us broke outside of them. And it's better than we could have ever even imagined. So I'm kicking off this Christmas series, sermon series, with the first box, box number one, that God is unapproachable. And this simply is not true. And we are going to explore that today by looking at the birth of Christ. We are talking about the king, the king of kings that came to us as a baby. See, Christmas is the assurance and the reminder that God is with us, even when our human, human thinking puts him in boxes that say otherwise. So today we're going to dismantle that box, that God, that God is far out there that he's disconnected, that he's aloof and unapproachable. Christmas is 26 days away. I don't know if that makes you anxious or excited, but Christmas is right around the corner. It's my favorite holiday of the year by far. Um, I started listening to Christmas music weeks ago. Christmas decor has been our house since mid-November. I mean, I just, I just love, love Christmas. I love, love Christmas music, but there is one song that I cannot stand. It's a little song called Feliz Navidad. It's so repetitive, and that high-pitched voice, I mean, it drives me nuts. I used to work at a coffee shop in the Southwest Plaza Mall in the food court called Tuscany Coffee. And the mall, you know, we had speakers all throughout the mall in the, uh, in the food court, and they would play Feliz Navidad over and over again. I mean, it would drive me nuts. I would dream about that song. I would hum that song. I actually would start ticking with that song, you know. Um, well, I'm guessing when Jesus talks about a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, it's just that song and the year 2020 on repeat nonstop. Anyway, trivia question. Who worked with me at that coffee shop in the mall in the mid-1990s? Well, Brett. But yes, Nathan. Yes, Brett did. You worked with me at Tuscan Coffee, but so did Nathan Harrison. That's right. Most of you know that I brought Nathan, you know, into church work 14 years ago when he replaced me as the junior high director. But most of you don't know that he worked with me as a barista for two weeks. Nathan only worked there for two weeks. Now, see, now our boss is God. But back then, our boss was a guy named Phil. I liked Phil. Nathan, not so much. Anyway, <laughs> Phil, Phil was the king. I mean, Phil was, he was the boss. He was the king. He was, uh, you know, the, the big cheese. He was the ruler of the food court. And why did Nathan only work there for two weeks? Well, Nathan um, accidentally spilled a little bit of scolding hot soup on a customer because he forgot to put a lid on top of the bowl. So Nathan was fired. Or as Nathan remembers it, he quit. Um, but bosses at times, right? Bosses at times can be unapproachable. Bosses can be, can be strict or demanding or, or scary. Or bosses can feel like above us and unforgiving. At times, we put God in that same box as our boss. So today we're going to be talking about the king. Our king is approachable. Okay? He came to us as a vulnerable baby, and he invites us to embrace him. He's not out there or up there. He's right here. He's all around us, and he's in us, and he's been here. 
I think at times during this season, we spend a lot of time preparing the external, and we forget about preparing the internal. And there's nothing wrong with getting the external ready, but, you know, but we need to have a greater focus on our hearts and on our spiritual lives. We often prepare our house for Christmas, you know, with, with lights and trees or train sets. Well, just I don't know anybody who does train sets, but, anyway, but we do these things to externally prepare. But often we forget to get our hearts ready for the coming king. Do we truly want Jesus to be the center of our lives? Hopefully we want him to be born into our lives every day. It's a daily thing, not just something that happened 2,024 years ago. All right, let's go back in time. We're going to go back to 4 BC. I'm going to read Luke 2, 1 through 20. This is the NIV version. This is the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is a Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I mean, just thinking about that, imagining that, it's unreal. And how is it even depicted nowadays? It's usually light and warm and sparkles and incense burning and clean animals, well-dressed elite. It's perfect rainbows and sunshines. The birth of Christ, God in the flesh, it's lost its shock value by way of all the holiday songs and decoration and candy canes and the cute nativity scenes. When you truly think of it, it's crazy. The savior of the world, the creator of everything was born to a freaked out teenage virgin girl with no status in a seemingly scandalous and unbelievable story. And then this baby born, this baby boy, was placed in a feeding trough where animals eat. He was born in a cave where animal lives, animals live. I mean, it's dusty, it's dirty, it's smelly, it's probably run down, maybe some sheet noises, dirt on the floor on a cold, dark, wintry night that should blow our minds. We can't, we shouldn't be fooled by the greeting cards that portray this incident any other way. Jesus was placed in a wood or stone feeding trough or food box where larger animals eat out of. The king, Emmanuel, God 
with us came in a real way or a relatable way. It's totally upside down and unexpected. Kings are born in castles, not caves. It was humble. It was simple. His first gifts were poor shepherds and losers. If he came in any other way or fashion, he might have been unapproachable. But he came in a way that the the lowest of the lows felt comfortable coming to see him. He came in the most non-threatening way. He is king, yet came as a poor peasant in all his glory, yet with no glory. Our whole faith hinges on this event, God coming to us. This event changed everything. Jesus the king was not born at Sky Ridge or Spa Ridge off C-470 or in a palace or in a castle. He was born in a cave. No special blankets, nothing gold-plated, no chariots, no doctors, nothing prestigious or seemingly special about it. Jesus is relatable and accessible. We can get close to our maker. We can embrace him. He's been here. Church, he's been here. He's walked on this planet. He's breathed the same air as us. And he knows what we're going through because he has been here. God has lived and experienced struggles in life right alongside us. We don't worship some far off deity, but he's right here with us. He was born into this world naked and crying and sucking his thumb, needing his mommy, wanting to eat. Mary had, just think about it, Mary had the honor and the privilege of giving birth to the king of the universe. He needed us to change his diaper to feed him. He was probably cold, right? He's in a cave. We had to keep him warm. He was a crying little Jewish, most likely black hair, brown eyes and skin, Middle Eastern Baby boy. Can you even imagine going back in time and holding Emmanuel in your arms? He was the fulfillment of thousands of years of prophecy. And maybe we just skip over all these scriptures, you know, because we just heard them so many times. But this story should rock us to our core. Our Jesus couldn't even be born at the inn because there were no guest rooms available. So he was born in a cave to a scared young mother. You'd think that God would come in this world in such a different way, but he didn't. There was no room for him at the end. Do we have room for him in our hearts? Mary had to make room for him in, you know, in her life, but in her body. Do we make room for him in our hearts? When we are expecting a baby, what do we do? You know, we make room for the new baby. We clear things out. You know, we make a room ready. We paint it. We buy baby monitors. You know, we do everything to get, to get ready for them. Well, let's get everything ready for him. Just as Jesus lived inside Mary, his spirit can live in us too. We need to prepare our hearts, maybe clear some things out, maybe simplify, change some things, I don't know, so that he can be the center. Sometimes our hearts are so full of so many other things or distractions or whatever. What is, what are the things that are on your center stage and do they need to be there? Maybe we need to do a little winter or spring cleaning, I don't know, and reprioritize what gets our time and attention. When Jesus was born, he was the attention. 
All focus was on him. All eyes were on him. He needed to be loved and taken care of. Nothing was more important than welcoming this baby into the world. Christ's birth brought people together. People came from all over to see him. There wasn't, a, you know, a skit or a program or hot chocolate. There were no greeters, no show, no entertainment, no move, you know, uh, AMC velvet, you know, cushioned, used uh, red uh, uh, AMC movie theater seats. I mean, nothing like that. No Christmas songs, nothing like that. The focus was on what? Little baby Jesus. That was the focus. And I think at times, even with our best intentions, we, when we are getting everything ready and decorated for Christmas and doing all that we can at church, all those things can help us, right, get, get in the right mindset or get us in the mood for this season. But at times, we lose perspective of what we're actually doing or celebrating. We're celebrating his birth into this world. Emmanuel. And he was the center of the attention. People made the journey to meet him. If, if I put this in context uh, or, or, or through the lens of making the journey to see him back then, like the shepherds and those people, as in coming together to church now to see him. I think a lot of times church just becomes an empty ritual or routine for us. We lose sight of why we even go. We feel obligated or we feel family or we feel social pressure. Maybe there's guilt or maybe you think God keeps some kind of scorecard. Maybe there's guilt or we, I don't know. Or maybe we're just coming for somebody else or it just feels good or it's family tradition or it's nostalgia. Or we just need inspiration or maybe it's just entertainment or chores, something to get us out of the house. Or maybe we just do it because it's good for the kids. Maybe this season we can rediscover why we come to the cave. They went to the cave to meet, to see, to know, and to hold Jesus. He was the center. He was the reason. They came together to be in his presence. When he was born, it didn't matter how many people were there, only that the people that came wanted to be there. Do we want to be in the presence of Jesus? Church attendance, you know, as a whole across the whole world is down, obviously, for good reason and safety. But I hope whether we are able to, you know, meet in person or online or virtually, that we continue to, to go to the cave to see the Christ. This season, let's focus on Christ and him being born into a heart. Let's be excited like shepherds about the good news of his birth. They wanted to meet the Christ. God wants us to be excited about coming together and being in the presence of Christ. That's what church and Christmas should be. That's why we're all here today, whether online or in person. He is the point. He is the point. He wants our hearts and devotion. Jesus is real, whether we believe it or not. So this season, this Christmas, Sure, I know we're all going to look forward to maybe spiked eggnog, seeing family, you know, Mariah Carey Christmas music, some food and presents, and nothing wrong with those things. Again, it helps us to get in the spirit. But let's wake up either that morning or just in general excited about celebrating the birth of Jesus. 
We don't want to miss the whole point of Christmas, do we? God's presence is the point. God's presence is the reason for this season. God's presence is the present. So let's be present with him. Let God be born anew into our hearts this Christmas. God wants you to embrace him. Presence. You know, like presence, presence. Like P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. And things, those kind of presence can leave us empty. But God's presence can give us unending meaning, joy, purpose, hope, and peace. Santa brings presence. God wants our presence. Last night, my, my little daughter, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to watch Netflix and a movie. I'm just kind of distracted. Daddy, 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 you know, play with me, daddy. I was, just, I was just so distracted. She wanted my attention. That's how God is with us. He wants our attention. Jesus came to us as a baby, and um, I want to bring up a cute little baby right now. Can we bring up a cute little baby? Does anybody in here have a cute little baby? they could bring up. Oh, look, we have a cute little baby, Olive, right here. Guys, this is Daniel and Christiana and Olive. Uh, They've been longtime members, um, personal friends, and they've been faithful servants of West Bowles since the Middle Ages. Um, This is their new, just kidding, I know you're millennials, you've not been around that long. Okay, Uh, this is their new little baby girl, Olive, and I mean, she's just so cute, like, I mean, I just want to, like, squeeze her cheeks or something like that. Just, like, squeeze her or something like that. She's very sleepy. Yeah, she's, she's been working all morning. This is her third service, so Olive's like, oh, man, I'm tired. Um, uh, Daniel, how old is Olive? She's six months old. Six months old. And um, what's something that she's, like, super into right now or that she loves? She loves her food. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can sit up now, and so we can just plop her down with the toy and go do something, and she just sits there and just flails around. Okay. Like a whole new world of possibilities. Yes, when I know. Can and she like can just, like, plop a baby up, down, you know? and it's like... Just pop on YouTube, do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. oh I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Olive, she's so cute. All right, you guys can just chill right here for a little bit, just so that we can all just admire her and look at her. The Jesus came into the world just like this, just like this, as a needy little baby, so unexpected and upside down, so out of the box. Think of just how crazy that is. Of all the ways he could have come into the world, he chose this. I mean, it's unreal. He came in a way that was uh, vulnerable, in weakness and in need. He came in the world not knowing anything, well, in a way, but yet knowing everything and not having anything in a way, yet having everything. If he knew everything and had everything, he would have felt unapproachable. How much more cute and cuddly and approachable can you get than like a little tiny baby like Olive? If he was born to a mighty king in a palace, we would have felt unnecessary, maybe unworthy, maybe unqualified. Instead, as he, he came as a newborn, giving us the chance to love him, making us feel we got something to give him. Church, I have good news. God is with us. God is with you. We are no longer alone. We are no longer alone. No matter what we're going through, he 
is here. He's been here. The miracle of Christmas is that God came into our existence. The divine became human. God came to us in person. That's unreal. He came to us in person. And he came into a world back then that was ridden with like social strife and ethnic and religious tension and world locked in chains of fear and oppression and isolation. God showed up for us in the form as a little baby and he will show up for you. God stepped out of eternity to be here. God came this way. She's like, yeah, amen. She came this way. Hun, can we have another one of these? Can we have another babies? Oh, 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 heck no. Okay. <laughs> 2020 now. Okay, God showed us in the form as a little baby. He came this way. It was the only way. But we were able to get close to him. We were able to embrace him. He wanted to show us just how much he loved us. All right, Daniel, Christiana, we're good. All of, all of you did great. You did so good. Three services. Three services. So good. Uh, they are both photographers, so there are about 6.3 million pictures of her online. So if you want to see what she's doing on a daily basis, just join our Insta. Anyway, um, God wants to be close to us. He wants to be so close to us that he joined us in this crazy adventure called life. And God is going to show up for us no matter what we're going through just like he did back then. When God shows up, it's not usually how we think or it's not in the box of how we imagine, but I know that we're all going through something, right? 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. It's been the year of distractions, disappointments, division, death. And I know it's been good for some, but it's been difficult for most. Turn to our approachable God, the healer, of our hearts and souls. He cares for you. He is the lover of your soul, of our souls. This year, we've kind of, a lot of us have been in survival mode, whether that's, you know, spiritually or, or physically or financially or emotionally, or even just with relationships in general, families and relationship with kids and spouses. Most of our normal routines or rituals or coping skills are not even available or accessible. So what, what can we do? Where can we turn? Where can we go? To the cave. That's where Christ is. That's where he was born. He's right there. He's accessible. And maybe we're scared or, I don't know, just been hurt in life or, or, we, just, or we have loneliness or whatever. God can bring light to that darkness or maybe you're insecure, you feel lost, or maybe you feel like you don't even deserve or able to even go into that cave. Turn to the king and walk in to, into that cave to meet Christ. Go in, the, go in there to the one who is in charge, the ruler, the one who can bring peace and joy, the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. Let's turn to him when we feel like we can't hold it together anymore. When we feel exhausted or empty. 
And maybe we're just like standing outside of the cave wondering if we should go in. Maybe we just gotta make that first small step. He can bring light and healing and redemption. He can fill that void. He can fill that void in our hearts. We can be close to him. We can embrace him. So make that first small step. Or maybe you just, I don't know, at times we feel like we're maybe not even worthy. We are and we can and we can walk inside and we can meet the Christ. He's accessible, approachable, attainable, and he's available. So do not be afraid. A savior has been born to you. I know the holidays can be great, but they're also, for a lot of people, the toughest time of the year. And we get stressed out and we get anxious. You know, we're reminded of maybe our family dysfunctions or maybe even our expectations around who our family is or who they're not to us or whatever, or even some of those conversations around the dinner table. They can get a little rough or, or we can get hurt or we have these past hurts or, we, or it, this season sometimes remind us, reminds us of people that we've lost in our lives that aren't experiencing these holidays with us. It could be lots of hurts, disappointments. And often what we do is we turn to the things that make things worse. Let's turn to the one that makes things better. Let's make this a season where we can celebrate his birth and get closer to God, a season to motivate or be a catalyst to move towards God, a time to re-examine and, uh, our relationship with the king, a time to increase our knowing and intimacy with our father, creator, and savior. This season, let's make room for Christ and allow him to be the center of our holidays and everything. Let's make time for maker. If Christ is the center of our Christmas this year, if we're truly present with him, this could be our first true Christmas for the rest of our lives. I pray we celebrate his birthday like no other. Let's bring up the worship team. Come on up. So go into the cave. What do you have to lose? <clears throat> Look forward to and excited to see the Christ. Are you scared or reluctant to what you're going to see in there? What's holding you back from going in and picking up Christ and embracing him? But don't worry, relax. We serve and worship an approachable God. Let's pray. God, Heavenly Father, thank you for this church and the impact that she's had in, in my life and in this community. Do something new in our hearts. Help us to see you and help us with our unbelief. God, help us to truly know, to truly know you are good and in control and that you love us. Father God, we believe in Christ, your son, and in his birth. We pray that we can prepare and make room for you in our hearts. Thank you for living outside of the boxes we put you in. We want to be present turn towards and embrace you this Christmas. We pray for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.